actually, I think my top three. That's rough. I know my top two for sure. I definitely know my top three. You should not be surprised by any of them. What's up, buddy? How's it going? We How? didn't we didn't really come in on a conversation there that didn't have to do with the show, but we'll pretend like we did. Yeah, that was just uh, behind the scenes work. <laughs> As we are talking about the show, yep. the show begins. It yeah, is the most meta thing ever. You guys uh, are getting a peek behind uh, the wizard's curtain. If this here. was a movie, it'd be directed by Spike Jones. Okay. I mean, I would like this that. This is very Connecticut, New York. Who would play us? Well, I would be Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, cause Spike Jones and you would be walking Phoenix, obviously. All right. But for real, but he'd go full, like he'd go there. You think Joaquin? Yeah. Cause yeah. I see, I see a TJ Miller type. No, no. Well, I, only because of like the, ah, like that personality <laughs> that you have sometimes. <laughs> I could also see a Russell Brand if he dropped the English. Ooh. If you wanted to go for like some, I say, fuck it. Some Academy Just go award. full Just English go, Kyle. Sure, it doesn't matter. I like that too. Yeah. Russell Brand's good. I like that. I feel that you and him have the same kind of energy. I feel like, yeah, I agree with that's, you there. I think that's a very good pick. I think TJ Miller is, uh, I don't know you, but more depressing. <laughs> and he sure. fucking made it. Sure, sure. <laughs> but... <laughs> okay. I got you. Who would play you? Oh, you, shit. It's not Philip Seymour because he's dead. Yeah, I, I could see that had it been five years ago. Well, Spike Jones is going to do a new technique where they just CG all of Philip Seymour Hoffman post-mortem. I think we go for somebody that's, again, they're, they're trying to get more serious, maybe chasing Ooh. an Oscar, working with Spike Jones. I say Ben Stiller. Whoa, that's interesting. Okay. I think he could do you very well. A, a little bit neurotic, a little oh. bit uptight, uh, but also relaxed and free-flowing. I like it. Yeah? I like it. All yeah, right. That's there great. I'm down with this. Okay. Perfect. That's who's playing. We're so <laughs> I love this. Uh, we got a, a good response from our true crime podcast, <laughs> by the way. Uh, yeah, the hard on boys stuck Shercock for some reason. and Rotson, people really, really attached to, so... I don't know. Maybe we do a one-off true crime episode at some point in the future. I think that'd be a lot of fun. We do whatever we want on this well, show, so who cares? Well, I think uh, if we do Fincher February, there's definitely going to be some crossover with true crime. Yeah, there because is Because that's a lot of his work is true crime We've got at stuff. least two years of that if we do. I, yeah. I think uh, Mike Lanham was super stoked on Fuck It, It's Fincher February. So I believe that's definitely going to happen, everybody. Uh, yes, I look forward to it. Uh, sad, sad that it is going in the last two years because Fincher's a great. Yeah, I got... really just don't look forward to Alien Three. That's it. Otherwise, I kind of love all of Fincher's filmography. And again, Alien Three is the weird one because, like, mm -hmm. he wasn't, he didn't have control on it. And I think, yeah, did he come in and finish it, or did he somebody... was the finisher? Okay, so somebody else did a lot of it, mm -hmm. and then he came in and yeah. made it work. He was the Ron Howard of that to point. Alien 3's solo, and also he was fairly new, so they got him pretty cheap. It's yes. So I don't know. Like, oh God, what a deal they got for fucking David Fincher. And I... it's rough to like give a lay that upon him because mm -hmm. again, a lot of that wasn't him, and he yeah. just had to make everything work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see how Fincher's stuff plays out from here. But I think the the one film, not counting Alien Three, because you're right, I don't accredit that fully to him. That like maybe falls on the line of like I maybe I don't enjoy this as much as everybody else. 
is Zodiac. Really? Which I'd I like be interested Zodiac. in going back to. The one that I'm really <laughs> sort of torn on that I don't like as much as everybody is Social Network. Oh, I love I know, and Social a lot of Network. people do, but yeah. that one just really didn't click for did me. You, did you dig the Trent Reznor score, though? Of course. Though? I mean, that it's does everything great. for yeah. me. But... I dug uh, it. I dug kind of a lot of the dialogue in that that yeah. movie. It is not a movie about plot or or what happens. That is that is not what makes that movie sing. What makes that movie sing is that Aaron Sorkin real quick fucking di- the back and forth dialogue. Yeah. So good. So good. And it's got that Fincher stylization. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and buddy. it's a heavy dose of nihilism. Uh, I know. Okay, you think it would sing to me. It doesn't, <laughs> though. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh... Speaking of Fincher, buddy, yes. what are we talking about today? We are talking about, fuck it, it's Fincher February, right? This is the whole episode time. No. It's, it's all a hype <laughs> episode for the... <laughs> it is, it is. No, it's not. I lied. I'm sorry. Uh, it is the top movies, uh, specifically, nope, favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Because we're not here to say these are the best qualitative of the year. No, it's just what really sung with us. What, and, what was great for us. What I we think, enjoyed. Yeah, I think that works well for you and me because... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird now being as deep into the podcast that I am. I don't know if you get this, but I yes. definitely now I get people that ask me my opinions on movies. Yeah. Because they know that I have this <coughs> thing. They they do it for games too, but mm-hmm. specifically movies are a lot more accessible. And I have people that yeah. like out of the blue will message me be like, Hey, I saw this. Uh, what did you think about it? So it's weird to be somewhat at least respected amongst your peers for like your mm-hmm. opinion. And, it's cool, too, because I think you and I have a different voice, uh, especially movie-wise. Yeah. We overlap a lot, and mm-hmm. I think that's because we're both pretentious assholes a bit. Oh, for sure. When we'll it comes gravitate to film, towards the weird indie ones that are trying something new yeah. every time. Every time. Yeah. Um, but it it's cool. Uh, I just I like that aspect. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I like about our favorites list is that we aren't saying they're the yes. best. Yeah. We're not putting them up to any standard but we yeah. are you know my voice you know ryan's voice mm-hmm. so if you like what i like yeah you will like the things that i've mentioned in my favorites of this year same for ryan so absolutely uh depending on who you gravitate towards film wise on the show you got a, a set list of things uh and i'm sure yeah. again we will have some overlap but uh these are so these are rarities because games and movies we tried not to really get into who's favorites and stuff. Yes. <laughs> I, I think we know kind of... We definitely discussed our not likes. Uh-huh. Um, but I think you and I saw a lot of the same stuff, and then we saw a lot of things the other didn't see this year. Yeah. So, yeah, which I'm maybe grateful for. Yeah. Uh, if I were to talk about 2019 and movies as a whole, I would say... It was a very, very strong year for movies. Yeah. Of course, there were duds, and we'll talk about some of those that didn't work for us. But I think, it, as you said, we've been doing this, I think this is our fourth time we've done, like, a best of I think so, yeah. our favorites of the year list. And this is the first time, like, I've really struggled to condense it down. Usually, I'm having to, like, make some, like, choices that aren't the best because I don't have better options. So, I like, one year I gave it to Kubo. In the two oh, you did give- and it's like movie worth mentioning because nobody's gonna see that movie and hey maybe this recommendation will get somebody to see it but was that my fifth favorite movie of the year have i gone back to it since no no because like i had three really good ones that i loved but i needed two more this yeah. year i have i'm coming with 18 you did <laughs> that i cannot 
choose between. So I'm, let, I'm, I'm yeah. really having a hard time. Let, let's clarify here, too. Your goal for 2019 was to see as many yes. films as possible. Oh, yeah. Whereas I kind of went the opposite this year. If I knew a movie wasn't going to be to my taste, even slightly, I didn't care about it. I didn't go, which was weird. Yeah. Because I am on the A-list and I could have gone for anything. But I just, I felt really weird about just sitting through a movie I didn't fucking like or care about. Mm -hmm. I've done that a lot this year. I I avoided a lot of like uh, episodic TV for the same reason. Oh, yeah. Just stuff that I maybe, it might be interesting, but I wouldn't care about on the whole. Like, just fuck it. I'm not even going to start it. Don't care. Not going to do it. So... It was kind of a different defining year for both of us. I think everything on my list, I have three that I didn't like, and everything else is pretty high up. So That's not bad. That's not bad at all. But you definitely took reins. <laughs> uh, you, you took lead. You saw a lot more. So yes. <laughs> I want to start with you, buddy. I want you to go through some of yours, because let me count up mine here. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have ten. Uh, like I said, I have... Eight. 18 total that I think are must-sees of this year. Must-see movies. I have three that I have on a list of didn't see but really want to and still want to. Okay, I have two that could go on that list. And then I have four didn't like at all. Ooh. So. Great. I have three that I didn't like at all and can easily bump that up to four now that I'm thinking back on the year. Okay. Well, buddy, let's get started a little bit with some of the things that you did like. Well, what's around your bottom? But you still really enjoyed right. this year. Um, so these, we can go kind of rapid pace. And I don't have them in any kind of order, sure. so I'm kind of counting. And some of these that you have might be on my list, too. So, yeah. uh, All right. Uh, so these are definitely maybe honorable mentions, if you will, uh, towards the bottom of my list. But again, worth seeing nonetheless. Uh, Knives Out. Okay, didn't is see it. It's a perfect murder mystery by Ryan Johnson. Great cast that's really fun to watch. Daniel Craig gives like one of my favorite performances since Logan Lucky. I love it. I love this movie. Just a lot of fun with a real clever twist. They kind of show you who did it 30 minutes into the movie and they are still able to hold your interest for the rest. It's it's really well done. Um did I like, it make my li- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I like 99% of the things Ryan Johnson has done. So Exactly. I exactly. Mean, I'm not going to fucking hate him <laughs> for one movie that I despise. I think every director has a movie like that for me. So For sure. And it's it's how much is it studio versus whatever. Uh, two. And you again, know. That's a big studio fucking messing around back there because they even uh, changed the things that... Who's had very questionable track record. Yeah, they changed... Uh-huh. They forced the hand of the magnificent Mr. Abrams even, so... Yeah. Again, yeah. I, I love everything Ryan Johnson has done outside of that one thing, which yeah. we're not even going to mention anymore. So. I think you'll enjoy it because yeah, it's I think a very similar return to form, same kind of tone and wit. It's, and you got it's Chris Evans. Cool. Who's great. He's a fantastic. <laughs> I love everything Chris a, Evans has ever done. Even the shitty Fantastic Force. And then likable. Yeah. He's 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 good. All he's right. America's ass. <laughs> we'll right. get to there. Uh, honestly, we're not going to get to there. I was going to say towards the bottom of my list, but not quite tops for me, is Avengers Endgame. That is my so, very bottom. Is it yours? Okay. Yep. It's, right. it's still great. I enjoyed I was it a say, lot this year. We could put a pin in it and then talk about it later. No, but it's down at my bottom too. Yeah. Uh, Surprising for you. Well, a great movie, great moments, great payoff. Uh, Tons of fan service. Yeah, but 
if I'm being honest, it's not even my favorite Marvel movie of the year. So we'll talk about that one oh, later. I know, I know where we're getting to with yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's 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 a great send off for the franchise uh, that will still continue. But it's it's a really nice kind of closing chapter for Tony Stark, especially. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And and Captain America too gets an oh. end and. There's there's a lot of finality there, and it's it's a great way of doing it, and especially in retrospect, as we've seen Game of Thrones and afterwards, and the Star Wars saga wrap up. Goddamn, Avengers Endgame really Thank did you, kill Kevin it. They, they just for actually having a plan. Yeah, or at least doing the yes and. Yeah. If you backed yourself into the corner, you yes and correctly. Uh huh. Great. Whatever. Totally agree. Endgame was uh, a really. I liked it more than Infinity War, which is where you're split. You like Infinity War better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I I didn't think it was going to top Infinity War for me. And then nearly everything, I was on the edge of my seat. I was enraptured. Everything was a fucking great thrill ride. It was a perfect summer popcorn blockbuster. Loved everything about in-game. Perfect. That's awesome. Perfect. I love hearing that. It makes my heart sing. I love it. I love it. All that right. said, uh, I've kind of, I feel like I've kind of uh, maybe reached my peak comic book wise. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Uh, nothing mm. announced as of yet really has my hopes up. A few Ooh, got okay. me interested. Black Widow looks like it'll be fun, mostly because of uh, Hopper. Oh, as, as the Red Guardian as looks the Red, so fun. And it looks like he's having a blast doing yeah. it. So I will probably check that out. Um... A little torn on this uh, Mobius. I don't know. Oh no, Morbius. Morbius? Not into yeah, it at yeah. all. It's 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 Sony Venom again. It's the same studio. Looks like it could be. I uh, think they borrowed I, literally the same lab sets. I'm I'm <laughs> intrigued because of the fact that they have fucking pulled in the Raimi Spider-Man universe. I want to see what the possibly, hell that's about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's possibly. It's it's got me knows. intrigued. So well done on the trailer, but again, I'm still very tepid. I'll say yeah. that. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not. I know. <laughs> it gives me no hope. And them putting in uh, Michael Keaton at the end. That too. Made me it, like the... so upset. I was like, God damn it. Now Sony has their finger in the MCU. Yeah. And they can fuck it up. We'll see what happens, man. Nah, I don't have any high hopes for Morbius. Where, where else are we going here? What do we got? Uh, I don't so, want to. We're going to slow it down. I know it's kind of rapid fire here, everybody. But is, we'll slow yeah. it down as we're, we get. We're getting through the yeah. quick ones because there are a lot. So. Uh, also at the bottom, but still, goddamn, an amazing movie. Dolomite is my name. Okay, yeah. Um, I watched this during the twenty-four hour you? stream. Awesome. Uh, they had it Wait. playing. So I mean, I didn't see all of it, but the, I, the Dolomite movie or the Eddie Murphy both. bio, I they think, had both playing. Yeah, Nathan oh, played both at one point. Okay, I saw they sure. had the old school Dolomite playing. Yeah, I think they played Dolomite is my name too. Either either that or I just watched it at some other point and okay. I don't very okay. vaguely remember it. But I do. Eddie Murphy's was in high form. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, fantastic, and it's just it's it's real fun. Just a real fun movie. Great. Uh, Supporting cast are, is it our, not, no, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. It is not Arsenio Hall. I wanted to go to Coming to America, but it's not Coming to America. Wesley Snipes is so fun in his delivery in this movie and his his kind of drunken, washed out, over it actor, at, turned director vibe. It's, it's just the best. It's, if I had a surprising turn from an actor I didn't expect anything out of, of 2019... It would go to Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Just for that role. But it's just, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a great kind of mockumentary. The pen? Sorry. Oh, 
Yeah. It's a great mockumentary. Um, and it's it's real quick, too. And I think it does a lot of things really smartly. Um, they don't paint him as like an out and out hero either. It's great. It's I don't know. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's uh, I like I said, I, I vaguely remember it. What I do remember about it, I really enjoyed. Uh, and you should watch it only because Eddie Murphy gives a shit again. Yes. And uh, when he gives a shit, he's fucking great. Much like Adam Sandler. Yeah. That'll come up again. Oh, for sure. Hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. So Dolomite is my name. Mm-hmm. What else you got? All right. Also going to... Well, I mean, I can do it. It's going to be in my bottoms. We could talk about it or put a pin in it. Uncut Gems. Okay. Uh, we are definitely going to put a pin in it. Okay. We will talk about this later. Uh, also in the bottoms, El Camino. I did a not see this. Breaking Bad movie. Yeah. Um, this was straight to Netflix. I don't it even was, know if it had Netflix a theatrical original? release. No, um, Unless it did somewhere outside of the US, but maybe. Which is the exact opposite. Usually things get the theatrical here and they're immediately on Netflix all around the world, like Uncut Gems was. Yeah. This Everybody is, else got it but us. This is definitely a very, very small movie compared to most movies. Um it it really feels like a movie length breaking bad episode. Mm-hmm. And it's right in tone with that. I, I feel like it picks up the pacing style, cinematography, that kind of Fargo-esque dry wit that yeah. Breaking Bad has. Okay. They do that while paying off a character that didn't quite have the best payoff. He had a redemption arc and then it kind of cut his story short. What they do here is go a little bit deeper and it's, it's just a real nice farewell to Jesse Pinkman awesome. as a character. They work in some smart cameos. Some of them break the fourth wall because uh, Todd shows up again. But he, the actor, I can't think of his name. Uh, shit. Jesse Plemons uh, has put on a lot of weight and has become a, like, a grown man versus like the tiny teenager he was. Which one's Todd? In Breaking Bad. He came along uh, and helped them dispose, or he he shot oh, the kid. Oh, the fucking white supremacist dude. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the dude from uh, Black Sheep, or uh, Black Mirror. Yes. Yeah, that dude's awesome. Yes. Yeah. But he did get really fat. He did. He did get so real fat. Yeah. when they do flashbacks to when he was holding Jesse hostage okay. way back when, it kind of breaks the illusion a little bit. Yeah. But, like, honestly, that's the worst part of it. Otherwise, I think the script is right up there with the best of Breaking Bads. It has a huge, violent kind of payoff. Like, they do, you know, they build up to, like, a big moment. Some of the best camera scenes are camera angles in a movie I've seen this year. They do a, an aerial shot of Jesse searching his apartment uh, apartment and doing something. But it's time-lapse, so you're seeing the very various Jessies from throughout kind of all interspersing over top of each other and it's just like overlapping yeah and it's great it's a great little touch and this movie has a lot of them if you're into that kind of thing which i am so this hit this hit it i think vince gilligan didn't miss a beat yeah loved it awesome uh i want to watch it i didn't because you were the first person that had positive things to say i know yeah i am real surprised that this got any negative reviews Uh i think maybe people just forgot what breaking bad was like maybe so um so again i look forward to checking it out i liked breaking bad a lot um and yeah I'll, i'll definitely check out el camino on your recommendation and you guys out there should too what else you got buddy all right. Let me know how many more you got left. That was 
four? That was four. Okay, so you got four more, and then we'll both be... Well, I've got nine left now, and if you hit any more of mine, I've got we'll see. 14 left. Yeah, we'll so, see. Yeah. I'll, but, uh, I'll rip through. I probably won't hit... I might not hit many more of yours. We'll see. Um, also, at the bottom of my list would be fighting with my family. Didn't see this one. Um, it's great. I'm not a wrestling fan, but... Oh, this was this wrestling movie. Yes. I heard a lot of other people um, talking about it. Written and, and directed by Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Of Ricky and Gervais fame. Or just, you know, Stephen Merchant in general is great. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's smartly directed, greatly acted. Uh, Florence Pugh is going to be on my list three times. Wow. I think she's an upcoming actress that is easily one to watch. And she is up there with David Harbour for being a reason I'm excited for Black Widow. Um, but goddamn, she kills it in the story of, I think, Paige, right? Yeah. From the WWE, I, I think so at that time. Um, and kind of her... Her, her go into the... Um, Kind of the game, and and it's an interesting story about her, her brother and her, how they're they were both poised to be picked up by the WWE, and they were both wanting to go, so, but the brother just didn't have it. This is a documentary. Uh, it is a biography, uh, a biopic, if you okay. will. It's it's the story of her getting into WWE. But she plays herself? No. No, it's played okay. by Florence Pugh. Okay. They're all actors. Okay. Like, the dad is Nick Frost and the mom's Alina Heaty okay. from Game of Thrones. Okay. So, I mean, it's an acted movie. Um, but it's 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 so well done. Uh, they just paint so many, I don't know, interesting little character bits. Just well and this acted. Is saying a lot for you as a guy that doesn't even like wrestling, which no. says a lot for somebody like me. Although, no. also, I do love the movie The Wrestler. Dude, The Wrestler's great. Yeah. This is not quite The Wrestler. The Wrestler is way more indie. This feels more of uh, a little bit more streamlined. Yeah. If you will. Well, Wrestler's also Aronofsky, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's your difference. Yeah. Steven Merchant's going for a specific tone that is not Aronofsky. I mean, he definitely has a voice, but it's yeah. way different than Darren Aronofsky's. Say, I fucking forgot the wrestling aspect. Vince Vaughn is in this fucking movie. Vince Vaughn? He is the person who is coaching Paige as she joins the ranks. And he gives a shit and tries. Again, I and like it's that. it's fucking great. I like when Vince Vaughn gives a shit. He's great when he, he does, has much like Eddie Murphy. He has a real kind of tragic story to him. And he's just fucking good. Okay. He's really good. And like that's enough. Like, I was just You're like... You're telling me. What's the name of this one? Fighting With My Family. I'm definitely going to have Honestly, of, of all the movies I will recommend this year, I think this is the one that literally anybody who listens can go out and they'll enjoy. I think this is that four-quadrant movie that's going to please... Literally anybody. I would imagine most of our listeners have seen this already because they are wrestling guys. Quite possibly. Which is weird that they like Quite us possibly. so much because, man, we don't. That really is not our wheelhouse at all. Yeah. But kudos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely am going to check this out. So maybe you'll enjoy it. Maybe we'll do an episode on it in the future. Ooh, I'd be into that and have some people on. I've got two on my list that I definitely recommend us for the future. Ooh, awesome! So, I'm curious as to what these are going to be. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else you got? Let's, let's barrel through. All right. Uh, then also uh, at the bottom of my list, I know we're going to be talking about it again. That's why I don't feel bad putting it there. The Lighthouse. Okay. We're definitely going to talk about That's it again. That's what I thought. Okay. Pin in that one. Uh-huh. Uh, John Wick 3 Parabellum. Okay. John Wick 3, I have actually pretty high on my list. All right. But we can talk about it. We'll put a pin in it. 
You want to? We'll put a pin in it. We'll wait to talk about it for your high. We'll, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll leave it for your okay. list. Yeah. Uh, also on the bottom of my list, but so great. I hate saying bottom of my list because it makes them sound bad. I have to paraphrase every time, but also great. Uh, Rocket Man. Okay. The Elton this John Joel biopic. Uh, no, Taron Joel- Egerton. Taron Egerton. <laughs> These fucking British people. Right? Um, this movie, man. It's- it is a hard R... It's Elton John. Yeah. Movie that depicts all of Elton John. Uh, my complaint with all these musical biopics is they're, they're too they, light. They shy away from the dark shit. Much this like movie, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. God, this movie is the night to Bohemian Rhapsody's day. Uh, there is at one point like a sex fantasy where Taron Egerton is just swarmed with like, I think there are maybe 30 like naked or half naked men on screen and i think at one point you see like kind of sidecock nice possibly from taron egerton so, so they're I hanging dong it could have been cg or prosthetic who knows whatever anyway you don't see that in queen is what i'm saying no and, <laughs> and, 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 and it should have been because i know freddie mercury and the boys of queen in the early yes. days were also pretty fucking excessive yeah and i i did not like in bohemian rhapsody that they they push so hard to to hide that and sweep it under the rug when it's like, yeah, that's such a party, you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, how? Yeah, it, th- that's it. That's and that's it why exactly. you know Sasha Baron Cohen eventually walked away because I yes. think he would have been a fucking awesome Freddie Mercury. Not that mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Robot did a bad job. He did fine with yeah. what was given to him. Exactly. But what was given to him was a by the numbers like Hollywood script. Like it's been made fun of by like Walk Hard, Dewey Cox, and, yes. and we're still making these movies. Rocket Man, I think, is like the movie that Sasha Baron Cohen would have made had he not walked out. Sure. It I think it, it would have been model. awesome. It, it would have been because Sasha Baron Cohen is a fucking great actor when he wants to be. Much like so many people we're going to talk about this year. And I'm so upset we didn't get the Bohemian Rhapsody that we deserved. Yeah. So, but in, you're saying Rocket Man is that. In fair, yeah. It was, if it's not quite Queen, Queen and Elton John, eh, I don't know what the overlap is. So there are probably going to be a million more people who like Queen than Elton John. But I don't know. Elton John's pretty fucking huge, man. It? I I don't know. I, I'd be curious to see how far a lot of his fan base would appreciate this movie because it is just not a feel-good movie at all. All right, well. But I, I love that about it. It's artistic. It has some of the best musical like set pieces I've seen ever. Like it fucking out tops Baz Luhrmann and whatever he tries to do in Moulin Rouge or like any of his fucking movies. It's great. Like they're just expertly done. There's like one scene where they take like a photo where he's playing the piano, but he's jumped up in the air and they extend that and work into the movie in an artistic way to show like, how electrifying like that one moment is where he overcame and how the audience just stood still for a moment and they do something with like the performance that i think is really neat and interesting that they didn't have to yeah look at bohemian rhapsody they didn't have to they didn't in that one i i so appreciate this movie i do know that it also has the same character portrayed two vastly different ways Oh, yeah. Uh, Because the guy who was the manager for Elton John was also the manager for Queen for a small amount of time. They're both Uh, played by Game of Thrones actors. Richard Madden. And who is the other one? Uh, Whoever Littlefinger is. Oh, that was him. And uh, the Queen one. That's right. And in the Queen one, he's sort of just, uh, again, polished and made to seem, I think that's the way it goes, 
But in, in the Elton John one, like, they have a romance, and he's humanized a lot more, right? He is a little bit, but he's also, I don't want to spoil it, but there's fucking turns. And I will say, like, this is a movie where that's what, and I, think I that's, learned a lot. I think that's the one that, like, they get the realism more than, and, like, the Queen one, they're just like, oh, he was a great guy, blah, blah, blah. And nope. he really wasn't. And nope. I, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. also really enjoy that uh, Taron got this part primarily because of Kingsman 2. I think so. That's absolutely why. And it's it's clear uh, what I think he's got a passion for this shit. Like clearly, him and Elton talked, and he was like, "I have to fucking do this." Well, this I think story is I, great, I don't know or... if that or if Elton like was putting this together. He's like, "Oh, I love this guy." Oh, I you think, think that's what it is? I think Elton uh, John had a big hand in this. Okay, so. well, maybe. Either way, fantastic, Just right. fantastic performance, and Taron Egerton like goes through the fucking ringer of all goddamn types of emotion yeah in this movie it's i want to see rocket man i just haven't so yeah. again i was a little iffy because there are these two music biopics and yeah anyways buddy i think we're in top tens now right possibly before we I've jump into count. top tens <laughs> uh do you have anything that you didn't see this year that you wanted to yeah yeah let uh, me hear some of those because okay. i've got three of those i've got two for sure okay and maybe well then i'll, one I'll jump in up. first yeah. since you've got two so the first one i really wanted to see and i haven't yet is the movie pain and glory oh with the, antonio uh, banderas. banderas it's like i think that's another biopic i think uh done by Al- almodovar yes almodovar? i believe so I- uh and i think the whole thing is pretty much in spanish uh, i just mm-hmm. haven't found it anywhere yet i really want to see this i'm looking forward to it it looks right up my alley so yeah i uh, just haven't got to that one yet Sounds good. What about you? Uh, on my list is the marriage, a marriage story. You okay? So you didn't see that, but you not are interested in it. it. I'm interested, but it's just real hard to pull the trigger on this one. Yeah, I because know. it's not going to be a fun watch. It's like I should like when I was younger. It's like I knew I should probably watch Schindler's List, but like I fought it for a long time because it's not going to be a fun watch, and no. it wasn't. No, it's not. It's a great movie, but it's not fun. And I think a marriage story is going to be that. So I just haven't got around to it yet. It's, so, I mean, we do watch a lot of things that aren't fun, and, but they're different This is categories. literally a two and a half hour movie of a slow divorce. Yes. That is going to be rough. And especially for such hopeless romantics as you and I, that's going to hit yes. both yeah. of us pretty hard, I feel. so. Yeah, I'm easily uh, moved by movies. Like, I'm very empathetically drawn in. Mm-hmm. And if we have a movie of just like that, like, I know I'm going to just be so fucking depressed. Yeah. And down. It's going to put me in such a bad headspace. Uh, okay, so another one that I didn't get to see this year, but I'm anxiously looking forward to, and I know it's on your list, so I'll just hit Ooh. it briefly. As uh, the movie Parasite. Oh yeah, you'll love it. I know I will. Uh, again, I wanted to see it in maybe, theaters. I missed maybe. it. I missed Don't it. hype it up. I'm not because and that that was yeah. the big reason I didn't buy it because mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't rent it right now. Yes. All I could do I could buy it for 15 bucks, and I'm like, man, I really want to, but I can't because what if I don't like it? Exactly. And I, I'm, I I'm really trying to yeah. to temper this excitement because I know you loved it, and I know this yeah. movie has gotten shit tons of praise this year. Mm-hmm. So, I, I again, I'm trying to stay reserved. So, I do want to see it. I just haven't yet. But I'm looking forward to it. So, what about you? What Sounds else good. you got? Uh, then also on my list is Martin Scorsese's three-hour epic, The Irishman. Okay, that's a want to see for you. You just haven't yes, yet. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. And then I feel like I will feel like I've seen everything I need to in 2019. Okay. Once I see these two movies. All right. Um, it looks interesting, honestly, but... 
it's that running time that's yeah. made it so hard to start, you know. Well, the, the last one that I didn't see, uh, that it might be on your list. I don't know. It's go- We're going to see it. It stars a little character we know called Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Under the Silver Lake. Yes. With Andrew Garfield. Uh, okay. Did you see this? I didn't. Actually, I didn't. Okay. we can go ahead and put that on my list, too. That's a still need to and want to see. I, I, I really want to see it because the description says neo-noir. Yes. Fucking in on that. We got yeah. Andrew Garfield. I know it's very surreal. I'm into all this. From I the just, director of It Follows. Yeah. Uh, and it's supposedly supposed to be very David Lynchian, I've heard, which makes me like really curious to yeah, see it. I really want to see it. <laughs> I'm upset that I didn't see it yet. Again, ah, it was another pull. one of those. I forgot all yeah. about that one. Yeah. It was just in a very limited run theater wise, and I haven't been able to find it to yeah. watch online yet. It might be somewhere. I didn't really search too hard, but. I think it's on Amazon. Okay. It's one I just didn't have the time yet. But I think it's on Amazon. Okay. Now. Well, we we won't talk about it much, but that's that's definitely a want see. So yes, I'm with you there, buddy. I think we're in the top tens here. We are possibly. I'm gonna go ahead and Who jump knows? in. <laughs> I think my bottom top ten of the year is a little movie that I didn't think I was gonna like it fucking all, and I actually avoided it for a long time. And I saw it on a plane not long ago. It's a little movie called Good Boys. Oh! <laughs> right? I missed this one. Yeah. I went, I literally was at a uh, double d- feature at the drive-in. And yeah. the second one was Good Boys, but I got like really sleepy and, and I left. couldn't make it. Sure. Hobbs and Shaw put me to sleep. And then I was Which like, I weird. gotta fucking go. Yeah. That's it. Because I actually... I like this a whole lot more than I thought I was going to. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, now I'm disappointed I didn't see it. I think you should watch Good Boys. It was a lot of fun. So what I remember of this, and you can confirm this or uh, shoot it down, it's kind of like super bad, but with three like young, like single digit boys. They're preteens. They're preteens. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it is Seth Rogen produced. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a lot of hand of it. It's, it's just, it's silly. It's crass. It's absurd. It's vulgar. It's a good movie, though. It's nice. It was very reminiscent of what I kind of remember being that age about, but more modernized because it's set in the current year. So they have all these other instances of things that they're dealing with. But yeah, really good. Done well, though? Yeah, very well. I really enjoyed it. And the friendship between the three kids seems pretty authentic, which is very hard to do with anybody, especially child actors. Yeah. All three of these guys really fucking nail it. So... Well, you have Jacob Tremblay, a child acting prodigy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's how can great. you go wrong? <laughs> he's fucking great. Uh, all of them, though. All three kids have great chemistry and camaraderie. Really fucking enjoyed Good Boys. Way more than I thought I was going to. That's so. awesome. Hi, Marks. I'm fucking glad to hear that. Number 10. Nice. What about you, buddy? Well, uh, two. I actually think I might have nine left. Okay. So, my number nine is Spider-Man Far From Home. Wow. Okay, so this is where it comes. This is my Spider-Man It was going to come in at some point, yeah. yeah. Uh, God damn this. As a Spider-Man fan, there's a lot of bias here. Yeah. I am so biased. I am so biased. But this movie had me, like, just fucking enjoy the entire time. I think it not only does justice to Mysterio in a way like I never thought would be fucking done. That's what I hear. I think it ties in very smartly to the MCU and kind of the cathartic 
sad period after Tony Stark's end and Captain America's end and everybody else's end um, and Endgame, I think this was a, I don't know, a better way to go out or start again than, like, say, Ant-Man yeah. and how they usually follow the Avengers movies. Ah, God, this just... So much charm in this movie. I think they did justice to the MJ character. Finally, I didn't really like the reveal of like, oh, and she's MJ at the end of the last movie. I was like, why do this? This is stupid. Yeah. They really sold me on her in this movie. Okay. And, and they make that relationship really sweet and earnest and just like young and stupid kind of and, and quirky and awkward and how it would be just fucking weird and dumb. And it's endearing. Gadget. I, I, to talk more kind of like spoils it okay. because this movie has a great second act twist that propels like the last hour of this movie. And uh, I mean, we kind of know what's coming, but it's the way it's done, which is what's very, very surprising. And it's again, it ties into the MCU very, very well. And uh, as you're going to lose your shit at the very, very end of this movie. Yeah, I just know it. I think it's probably been spoiled at this point for you. But somebody makes a return. Is this the uh, is this the top Spider Man for you now? Does this surpass two? <sighs> no. Okay. But it's Good really close. Good to know. It, it would be the second one, right? You and I are both it. on that same level, like Spider Man yeah. two. Fucking I don't high water know mark. if anyone's going to replace that one because that has such a that, special fucking place for and me. And I think that's still my favorite comic yeah. book movie ever. This is close, but I, I just the pathos with Mysterio could never, ever compare to like that Doc Ock yeah. pathos that Sam yeah. Raimi instilled in him. Like it just was never going to be that. So um, it's kind of hard. So is this is this your top Marvel slash comic book movie of the year? This is easily my favorite Marvel comic book movie of the year. OK. Yes. I don't know where we're going with that. Uh, I don't know if it's going anywhere. We'll find well, out. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so my next one was one that I didn't expect to like. Again, this my bottom two so far are ones that I didn't go in expecting to like. Right. And actually turned out to like quite a bit. And that was the newest Terminator this year. <gasps> okay. Uh, did you see this? I did. Yeah? Uh-huh. Is this higher on your list? No, this is on the other part of wow, the list. Wow, so you did like it. <laughs> I So this is where I thought I was going to be. And maybe yeah. that's why I did like it so much, because I went in... <laughs> Not wanting to like anything about it. And then it did surprise me a couple times. This um, was, I would, I, I'd say my reaction to the movie was as it kept going, it got progressively worse. For I me. was ready for it to end when it did end. Yeah. Um, By the time we get to, I think, what's the damn set piece, yep. I was ready for yep. this movie to be fucking I was too. done. <laughs> uh, and it still kind of drags on for a little bit at these points. I mean, yeah. we've already fucking jumped out of a goddamn airplane at this point. Like, what the fuck are we doing yeah. anymore? But uh, it does still do some some nice stuff. It yeah. is the better best portrayal of Arnold as a Terminator again in a long fucking time. Yeah, there are some real wonky plot of ways course. to get it's, to that point. It's Terminator, but the character though, they give us yeah. is very very interesting. It's a Terminator movie. How we movie, get there yeah. is insane. <laughs> I've, I've written it off after fucking Terminator Three. I've pretty much have been over this That's franchise fair. since. Yeah. So to have this one come in and actually do well and surprise me, I enjoyed yeah. it. Did it did a lot for me. I really yeah. liked the girl, uh, the blonde girl. She was enjoyable to watch. Uh, I can't think of her name, but she's like uh, a gen- uh, mechanically enhanced human. 
Yes, she is not, not a Terminator. She's not a Terminator, but she's not full human. She's got a lot of aftermarket yes. parts, let's Which say. I enjoyed. Yeah, that was a the, cool twist. She had to keep staying hydrated. And, and she had to and, keep taking uh, diabetic medicine because it drained all of her fucking sugar. All yeah. of these... This, like, power core shit she I had. I thought they implemented that stuff very well. That was and really cool. And she's easily the best new protagonist in the Terminator universe since maybe 2. Yeah. John Connor. Yeah. Uh, the the other lady, though, not so much. No, the... the uh, so here's where it does kind of lose me is this whole fucking correlation with, like, current year politics of... Yeah. Mm, uh, oh. Mexican migrant politics. I've got another bad movie from this year. I need to add it. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Continue. I like, I like, I'm curious to what this is going to be, but yeah, she, so they really, and again, this is my big complaint with movies. They really fucking strong arm some current year bullshit into it Mm -hmm. with her being a a Mexican immigrant, which it could be done well, if it wasn't just an afterthought checkbox, like they don't do anything more with it. Like, and the fact that they totally negate the best movie in the series mm-hmm. with this twist in the first five minutes also is, it does feel very cheap. Uh, it doesn't sit very well with me. I like that they yeah. did it. I think it could have been handled a little better. Yeah. But I also get that like, hey, this is not that movie. We got to fucking move on. And I appreciate that we didn't get bogged down with a bunch of needless bullshit. I think it would have been cool had we had this CG John Connor for like a bigger part of the movie. And then, oh, spoiler yeah. alert, then we lose him. Like, oh, let us get reattached to this yeah. fucking kid. But he just gets fucking shot yeah, in, like, the it first really, five minutes. It doesn't mean no. anything. You don't feel anything. Don't because care. by this point, we've had so many alternate John Connors. And I think even in Genesis, the last one, John Connor was the Terminator, yep. right? Really dumb. So, yeah, they kind of have to do something like this to reset and it. I, I get it. But again, I think I get it. we're back to everybody's favorite John Connor, yeah. and they've obviously CGD this a bit. Like, yeah. I think a little bit more. Not too bad, though. I no, it, it worked good. very well. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much for, like, an entire movie's worth would look good, but it looked, it looked good for the... Uh, I also really screen. enjoyed the newest Terminator. I thought the actor portraying him... Ga- Gabriel Luna? Yeah, he, he really... Uh, encapsulated a, a very robert patrick um what is it like uh where he's intimidation mm-hmm. he, he was very very good at that and i also like that uh compared to like the the chick in terminator 3 that comes back where she's just Christina logan where she's just like a cold-hearted bitch this guy like he would blend in much like robert patrick like he could communicate with it and like they take did the people scary off stuff edge. it yeah. wasn't an action movie it was that thriller element he too. could like mm-hmm. like take people and like uh just sort of blend in which is the scariest part about a terminator yeah and then snap on it and just kill people it was really well done i really enjoyed this movie yeah i th- also a lot of the fight scenes were a lot of the really action was really good, good yeah. and it, i'd say the first two or three were fantastic like yeah. the warehouse scene was great and then that one first highway set yeah, piece was tim, really cool is it oh what who's it the, who's the, is it tim miller is the director i think it was actually Deadpool? yeah yeah does fantastic freeway set pieces <laughs> yes yes he does that's uh give this man a freeway movie just all about freeways he, he goddamn good. Make him make Matrix Reloaded. I was gonna say. Yes. <laughs> I immediately went to Matrix Reloaded, and then I just who doesn't? I got, I got sad. <laughs> Did you? Ah, it's I still got fun. So sad. It's still such a fun sad ah. piece. I'm okay with it. Uh, what do you got next, buddy? <laughs> All right. Um, 
Shite. Well, uh, also... Uh, oh, I know. I got it on my list. I know where you're going after Spider-Man. Yeah. I got it there, too. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page. I'm surprised. I was like, you're... I just couldn't did think... Did you not put it on your list? No, I did. Did you not enjoy it? <gasps> Are we going to have... All right. Um. Okay. Next on my list is we will go... I've lost my fucking place all over the place. Booksmart. Didn't see this. Didn't even hear about this. Booksmart is a small fucking indie movie that was directed by Olivia Wilde. Um, okay. Actress Olivia Wilde. And yeah. it's actually, it's fucking good. Um, the last it, movie I remember Olivia Wilde from was the Jason Bateman, Ryan Reynolds flick. The Change Up. Where she's pretty hot in it. She's hot in every movie, I mean, man. Of course, yes. But, but yes, yeah, yes. She's in panties in that one. and It's true. Sure. So, sorry. Sure. Anyway, uh, she directed a movie this year, and it's called Booksmart. And if you search a trailer, it is not starring really anybody you would know outside of the long-haired guy from The Package, which is a reference nobody will get. Nope. I didn't uh, even get it. Yeah. Because I, I honestly don't think... I can't think of him from anything else. Um, there's nobody in this movie, is what I'm saying. But uh, if you were to watch the trailer, it would seem like the female super bad. Oh, okay. And it's not that. Oh, I know this one. Okay. It was the two dorky girls, right? Yes. Yes, okay. And that is the fucking clever hook of this movie. Is it's it was not the other just version that. of Good Boys. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I did want to see this. I forgot about this movie. It does something really smart where it's the 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 nerdy girls have studied their whole lives. They refused parties and any fun to get into their big colleges. And then 20 minutes in the movie, you find out, uh, no, everybody's actually getting into nice colleges and they got to party and have fun. And you've just done nothing but isolated yourselves. So they try to make up for that in one night. Awesome. And it's love it. It's great. It's um, I love a tight movie like that. That's all in one night. Those are usually really fucking good. It is. You know why? Because they're usually character developed. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about a character's journey and through that. Exactly. Night. There's always a journey and we're going to get some growth and some understanding and some There's strife. That. There's that in this movie. Awesome. Uh, and I will say, like, um, it's not just a good comedy. It's not just smart and witty. It is. It's all that. It's well acted. But it's also, like, superbly directed from Olivia Wilde. And that's why I specifically wanted to mention her. it. Like, Is this her first directorial? First directed movie. So and much like uh, John Krasinski last year we yes. were very impressed with. Yes. Good to hear for Olivia Wilde. I would say this is up there, but it's not maybe going to get the mainstream attention that A Quiet Place did. Because A Quiet Place is, is it's a, it, it is a gimmick. It's and a it's gimmick, a gimmick that everybody is going to want to see how they do movie. it. Horror yeah. movies always, everybody loves a horror movie. Yeah, it, it's it's a little bit easier to kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, do something with that. What she does with this and how she uses shots is masterpiece level, like Scorsese shit. She has a one at the end of this movie that is all about emotions Okay, at a party, and it is great. It is so... So, so good. I severely want to check this out. Number one, because I was interested in it. I didn't know Olivia Wilde directed it. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And for her directorial debut, I fucking love these things. I love to see what people get up to uh, outside of the wheelhouse of acting. Uh, It it was always the the gimmicky joke like, what I really want to do is direct. (laughs) But God damn it, like so many times it works out really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Three, I can't say I, I... I did say three because I was going to say Olivia Wilde, but I haven't seen this. But two of the people that I love that are fantastic actors, and I've loved everything they've directed, 
be it their TV shows or John Krasinski's movie. Uh, I also like Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman is a fucking yes. awesome director. Wordplay was great. Wordplay was great. He's done a lot of episodes mm-hmm. of his uh, Netflix show, The Ozarks. Ozarks, yeah. He's directed a lot of that. And he's involved in this new HBO show. The Outsider. With yeah. The Outsider, which is a Stephen King story. I believe he optioned all of this and he directed the pilot. And Fantastic. God damn it, man. He's fuck. I love yeah. Jason Bateman. I would put Ben Stiller up there, too. Yeah, Ben Stiller's a fucking great director. I, I, I care about Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Especially. I, I think it's weak story-wise, but visually, directing-wise, great. And his performance as Ryan Demarest? Tour de Force. Fantastic. Fantastic. Tour de Force. <laughs> Golden Globe. Lock. So good. It's I, so good. It is. It's so good. Hey, we're back from a well, uh, well-edited-out pee break. You guys didn't even know. We'll see. <laughs> I do now because I just told him. Please come to Facebook and Twitter and complain about this pee break editing. <laughs> you fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, so we're going to, I just, do I just talk or did you? Uh, I have no idea. No, it was you. Because we were it? talking about Olivia Wilde. Yes, that's right. Okay, good. Perfect. So this is good for me to get back in. And I think this means that I get top notch. So we might have the same top movie. I don't know, buddy. We're not going to. You don't think so? I think we're not going to. I, I think we might. Because I, I think don't. you're going to be surprised. Because it's not what you think. Mm, you've not maybe seen my top movie. Maybe. Okay. You, you, got, a, <laughs> you got a point there. You've definitely seen mine. Because we went together like a couple of gay buds. I wonder. We went to a lot of them this year. I we did. Which one I loved it. it. I loved it. Uh, oh. So. Oh, I, I just meant, I meant uh, not only that, but I just loved going, I love going to movies with you, man. I want to, I want to break in here. God damn it. It's my favorite thing. And I hate that there were so many that I didn't get to see with you this year. Cause so no. many, so many times I don't go to movies cause I'm waiting to go with you. And then you text me and you're like, Hey, I saw this. You should go. And I'm like, damn it. I want to go with you. All right. My uh, new year's resolution is to invite you to all movies. Yes. First before telling you. Let's go, man. Let's right. fucking go. Because I, I love it, man. It, it, it's I just enjoyable. The next one I'm going to do is for sure the Guy Ritchie movie coming up. Yeah, here. I would totally love to see yeah, that. that. That looks so good. It looks a lot of fun. Yeah, it's Guy Ritchie back to form. He's got Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey's about to make an appearance here, buddy. In fact, fuck it. We're going with it right now. Oh, you... Oh. We're going to talk about a little movie I saw this year called The Beach Bomb. Yay! I'm glad. Harmony Corinne. All right. Of course I saw this. Did you see this? I did not see it yet. Okay, good. Oh, this Don't is why see I'm it excited. Yet. Because number two, I'm not going to talk about it a lot. Because I'm calling an audible. This is my submission for Stoner Movie September this year. Fantastic. Because literally fucking Matthew McConaughey is smoking a joint every scene of this fucking movie. And it is amazing. This is one of my favorite <laughs> Harmony Corinne movies I've ever seen. You like this more than Spring Breakers. It's so different from Spring Breakers, man. It's so fucking different. Where Ooh. Spring Breakers is like a, a weird thriller down in the dirty. Yeah. Like, Beach Bum is just like, it's a weird feel good. All right. For real, this is like a life documentary of sound engineer Andre. No fucking exaggeration. <laughs> I suddenly now know exactly what this movie is. It's so good. So fu- like the music, every it's so fucking enjoyable, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. I really, really liked this movie a lot. That's fantastic. And I, I kind of expected to, because again, I love Harmony Corinne. We kind of both are on this level. Yeah. But him with Matthew McConaughey, and there are so many people that show up in this movie. Fucking uh, Jonah Hill plays his agent. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Isla Fisher is his wife. 
Okay. Snoop Dogg is his best friend. That makes sense. He would show up in this movie. Jimmy Buffett has a significant role. And then... Is his, it good? He's playing himself. Okay. He's Jimmy so Buffett. he doesn't have to be good. No, he's but he Buffett. is good. Right. He's enjoyable as hell. And then his first movie role in eight years since fucking Big Mama. Goddamn Martin Lawrence is in this movie. And is amazing. Yeah, what? dude. This movie is awesome. The Beach Bum is so They're great. making it seem like Bad Boys for Life is Martin Lawrence's comeback. He was in the Beach Bum? He was, dude. He was in the fucking Beach Bum. God, I really want to see you, this movie You really now. should watch it, and then we'll watch it again for Stoner okay. Movie September. I can't recommend it enough, and I think you would love it. Fucking awesome movie, dude. Good. Oh, yeah. man. I'm so glad you watched it. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking great, dude. So. All right. Awesome. I That makes me happy. I, I see. I knew there was going to be a song that is, I had seen that you had. This is the El Camino. Yeah. Because I had heard so many, like... Oh, I don't know about oh, middling to like this is awful, and I should have known better because I think that's what Spring Breakers got. Yeah, too, it did. Nobody but... got Spring Breakers because they didn't get it. You're, it's a completely different movie from Spring Breakers. It's okay. a lot more. Well, that's good to know. It's a lot more feel goody. Oh, fucking Zac Efron is in this movie too. He takes another fucking Disney star and corrupts him, and they're great. Well. Zach Efron's been on the corrupted path for a while. He now. has, but <laughs> he, he works really well with Harmony Korine too, man. I'm telling That's you, awesome. you're gonna love it, dude. All you're right, gonna fucking love it. I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. All right, what else you got, bud? All right, so I'm at my number seven okay. for the year. All right, uh, this is the number two Florence Pugh movie on my list, Little Women. Oh, you actually saw Little Women. I went out and saw Little Women based on all the Oscar buzz, and I heard Greta Gerwig wrote and directed it, and I was like, I'm interested in her. Uh, she's done good things. Uh, and this is a surprisingly like modern way of telling the story. It keeps it very much it's still in a the period old times. piece, right? It's a, yeah, it's very much a period piece. Like one of the fucking dramas in the movie is. A girl accidentally sets her dress on fire and then cannot go to the dance to be seen with a burnt dress. So they have to dance outside. But the way it's done is like very kind of sweet. And it's 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 I don't know. Greta Gerwig has some kind of insight here and managed to give. It's hard to talk about little women without talking about little women. All right. Here, real quick, let me back up. I'm getting in the I'm getting way in the weeds here, and I don't need to. I will say this. Little Women has never interested me as a book. Yeah. Any adaptation I have ever seen, I didn't TV like or the original. Wise, fucking did not enjoy. Okay, but this one you do. This clicked with me. It it, it one is buoyed by fantastic actors and actresses. Sure. Well, it's got Hermione. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. You've got Florence Pugh. You've got uh, Cersei Ronan. Um, you've uh, Lady Bird. You know, and yeah, so many things. Uh, I'm not familiar with the fourth girl. I think she's a new newer actress. But the the mom's Laura Dern. Oh yeah. The dad is uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. And a serious role. I love uh-huh. Bob Odenkirk in serious He's great. Work. Awesome. Uh, and Meryl Streep as the mean aunt. And then you have Timothy Chalamet, who, uh, if Jacob Tremblay is like Hollywood's it boy, Jacob or Timothy Chalamet's Hollywood's it teen boy, sure. right now, uh, him or Finn, Finn Wolfhard from oh, Stranger Things. It's Finn one of Wolfhard. those two. Yeah, it's one of those two. The, this is your indie boy, and this is your mainstream boy. That's those two. Okay, but 
it's done um, in a way that kind of shakes up the chronology. You're shown things out of different timelines, and it feels very much like a Tarantino movie, the way it's edited and cut, which is real smart. and makes what could be not very interesting because it's so period and so dated and it's so far removed from like our dramas today. It makes it much more interesting and engaging. And it is just a delightful watch. It's moving. I saw it in... This is hilarious. I saw it in a theater. I was the only fucking man. It was Believe it. All women. Uh, and they were all like fucking crying like real hard during one part. And I heard it. I, I got like the tear. Did, I get the tear. Did Laura go with you? Fuck no. She didn't want to see So this you saw movie. this movie by yourself? I saw this movie Why by myself. Why didn't you myself. call me? I would have gone because to see Little, little Women. women. With you. I would have gone. <laughs> and what's great is that all those women would have thought we were a gay couple, and I just would have reinforced it. I'd have put my arm around you. <laughs> It'd have been great. I think we would have. Uh, we would have won that audience. We yeah. would have won it if we, we did that. Yeah, but no, it, it's it's great. It's it's directed real sharply, written sharply. I Greta Gerwig with this and Lady Bird, like she's. She's up there. She is now a director. I'm watching okay. every movie of hers. Um, You mentioned Tarantino. Yes. We're going to get to Tarantino, but not yet. Mm. And actually, I would rate this next movie I'm going to mention below Beach Bum, but I just had Beach Bum. I wrote these kind of out of order. Okay. Um, Ryan, do you like the movie Jaws? I do. What if I told you there was a Jaws this year, but it was done with a giant crocodile? <gasps> is it Crawl? It is Crawl. Have I you seen it? I want to see it. God damn it. You should see Crawl, man. It's Alexandre Aha. Aja. I, yeah. Who how is a uh, French guy who did High Tension uh-huh. and Hills Have Eyes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Crawl is fucking awesome, dude. Yes. And Mirrors because of the Amy Smart face ripping. Oh, yeah. You remember that one? Vaguely. Yeah, yeah, it's a garbage movie, but yeah. you know what you remember? Amy Smart ripping her fucking right. jaw. This movie does fucking just tension and on a awesome, fun level, man. It is a just short, quick, fun little action ride. But man, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was God a lot damn. of fun to watch. That's Again, awesome. I, I think Beach Bum is way better, but Crawl is still fucking awesome. And I, I should have switched those orders, but still, man, <sighs> go see. I, I knew I'd have at least two that you hadn't seen. So That's awesome. I feel really good about that. So uh, yeah. Yeah, Crawl is one I couldn't get anybody to go with me at the time. Man, just call me every fucking time, dude. I know. Oh, what? you know what? I think it was. Is it open Joker around Joker? And was I, it? That was the movie choice I made. Because it was in October, I think, right before uh, maybe Halloween. Maybe right. And I thought I, it was a little before. I thought it was still tail into summer. Maybe September. Yeah, I thought it was around August, September. I can't maybe remember. it was August. Yeah, it was it around could have been. It could have been many things. I, uh... Yeah. Goddamn, I regret not seeing it now. Crawl was great, man. I'm glad to hear it. Really I love great. the director. It's one I, I very much... I'm really surprised you didn't see it. But, yeah. uh... I, I should have told you maybe to go see it, but I didn't... Yeah. Uh, I really did enjoy it, though, so... Fucking A. Crawl. Awesome. That God, that's, that makes me excited. What else you got? All right. Uh, so that was number seven, Little Women. All right. Number six. This is that other comic book movie I was talking about. It's that Joker. Okay. Joaquin Phoenix given the performance of a year. I will say, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about it now, but Joker is yeah. my number four. That's fair. I fucking loved this movie, We'll man. put a pin in it. No, no. We, I, let's talk about it now. We, we oh, can jump yeah. around. Yeah. Let's, okay. let's go into it. Because right. uh, this was your... Number six, but six, it's my number yeah. four. They're not too far off. Man. Yes, Joaquin Phoenix. Again, no surprise he crushed it. God, uh, yeah. This movie was also weird because it got a lot of hate before it ever came out. And it almost seemed like the media wanted there to be controversy and murder surrounding it. I think they did. Because they didn't want it to be like 
oh, the poor white man and his struggles with mental health. I, it's it's what it seemed like to me. It was very fucking weird that so many people were against this fucking movie. Yeah. And it came out and kicked ass. I know Joaquin is nominated for some awards. This movie is also nominated, I think, for mm-hmm. Best Picture. That's Which is great. weird. Uh, you know, Joaquin's awesome. definitely up for Best Actor. I think he's probably going to get it. Who knows? Yeah. I don't I don't anticipate anything the Academy does anymore. I don't either. <laughs> they just make fucking uh, choices. Yeah, they're, they're also Whatever. dumb. <laughs> we're our own Academy and we're Joaquin way better. Did, I, he is... I don't know if he is the performance of the year, but he is real close. That's true. There's a lot of great shit this year, man. There is. This is... I, like I'm saying, this has been a wealth of riches this year when yeah. it comes to movies. And... I, Joker fucking yeah, to put, surprised me. It especially fucking for surprised a fucking me. Joker movie. It for shouldn't. It to, no. The the mystique of Joker is that you don't know his backstory. To make a movie to set out to tell that backstory is controversial in that decision alone. Well, Let love- alone if it's done well or not. And then Todd Phillips came aboard as yeah. director who's done the Hangover movies and he's going to do a serious comic book movie now uh what yeah i was kind of and then that trailer came out and it kind of sold me yeah i was still skeptical and this movie made me regret everything i said in the old no not old school road trip episode we did on todd were Phillips. we talking about oh, i did yeah. i was hating on todd yeah Phillips you were it's okay real hard people grow man and people gotta cut yeah. their teeth somewhere and this is this is this is a masterpiece. Yeah. I I don't like to use that word lightly when, when it comes to movies. And again, we're talking about this a goddamn a Joker movie. movie. Like yeah. a goddamn comic book movie. And I'm agreeing with you. Masterpiece. Yeah. Tour de force. Fucking awesome. I love the dichotomy between uh, Joker and you can't mention Joker without Batman. Mm-hmm. And like all these different ways that his life interacts and flows with Batman's. Like when, all right, so when they meet at the fucking gate and they're both wearing pretty much the same outfit... But Bruce's is super high class and high dollar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arthur's is just like a fucking shitty dime store knockoff. But they have like the same color palette, the same look. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, he essentially kind of, spoiler alert, everybody. If you haven't seen Joker, go see Joker or skip just a, a couple minutes ahead. The way that he dies at the end and then sort of comes back at the same time that, so he's in that car crash and he's. You know, you can uh, you can float around that he dies or passes out, but either way, that's your interpretation. There's a defining yes. cut there, and that's also the same moment that Bruce's parents get killed, and both of these. That's when he's officially mm-hmm. really the Joker because he comes out and puts the smile on with his blood. Yeah, and that's also the same moment that Batman is born in in the lore. That's a fucking awesome little tie crossover that they're well, both yeah. born of the same thing. Yeah. from his creation, and oh man, it's so so excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it's it's really such a smart smart character study. Uh it goddamn, yeah. You you're right. You're right. But this movie also soars in all of those quiet moments too yeah. with like the small conversations with him and like the the neighbor next door or like his mom. And the imagine good things. god the mom yeah. and that shit, that horrible horrible fucking relationship is just it's so fascinating and, and it doesn't seem that bad, especially because we're viewing it from Arthur's like we see it evolve to what like yeah. looking at it the way other people from the outside look at it. But originally, so it's as so a filmmaker, you're coming to terms with it as he's coming to terms Beautiful. with it. And it's beautiful. It's, 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 it's a very, very 
very, very well done film. I like so far in this episode compared to the games episode. I haven't said the word homage once. I think because of the games. Probably episode. a little bit. I... <laughs> All right. I'll say it then. The reason why I think this is not higher up on my list is because it feels like an homage of Martin Scorsese and Taxi Driver and like a his bit, movies yeah. of that time. Sure. Even like Robert De Niro appearing is yep. essentially that. Yep. And like there's an ode to King of Comedy in here. And it feels very much like curbed from the style of Martin Scorsese. And it's not necessarily Todd Phillips's style. Sure. And that's why I would maybe not. It's it's a small thing. But it's kind of noteworthy for me. As a weirdly massive Scorsese fanboy who didn't see The Irishman at all because I just don't care. Uh, I Maybe that's why I like it even more because it definitely mm-hmm. has some of those elements. But Yeah, yeah. it's I mean, they're great elements and they fit with the story. But I don't know. You you can you can tell an Edgar Wright film. You can tell yep. you can tell a Tarantino film, a Kevin Smith film. Todd Phillips still doesn't have a style, kind of like uh, Ron Howard. Sure, he kind of adapts, and that's fine. Ron Howard's made great movies and bad movies, and it's fine. Todd Phillips he doesn't have a made voice, a great though. movie here. Yeah, There's hopefully, no hopefully voice. he does yeah. develop a voice. That that's what makes I'm hoping, stand and out. that's that's the only thing that kind of I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious to back. see where we go next. I um, think promising, though there's a Joker too going to be happening. Really? And that with kind him? of bums me out. With him. Because he always kind of said that he didn't want to, but maybe they just, they're like, dude, blank it's check. It's a lot of money. Blank yeah. check, dude. Because this is the highest grossing R-rated movie now. I think it surpassed uh, Yeah, and the most profitable profitable movie of the year. Yeah. Uh, so Because it was pretty low budget. Almost none. Yeah. <laughs> almost none, so. Good for know. them. Good for them. I'm glad to see people succeed when the cards are stacked against them. Me too. I just wish they would just, hey, take that money and energy and make a new project together. Yeah. Do a new Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix movie. I'm sure they I will at some you, point. Joaquin's got characters in him for days. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the Joker. This movie ended like Logan did. It's perfect. It doesn't need more. We'll see what happens. I'm curious. Tepid, but curious. Yeah. Um, We're going to be in the Last Jedi Rise of Skywalker situation. <laughs> I don't know, because... I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I've got two more here than my top three. What about you? Five. Yep. You got Same. two more as well in the top mm-hmm. three? All right. So we'll do two, and then we'll run through kind of the things that we didn't like this year, and then we'll get into top three. Sounds good. Uh, you mentioned Tarantino? Yes. I'm not going to talk about him yet. <laughs> what I am going to talk about... Fucking teasing. ...is Keanu Reeves. A little movie oh, called John right. Wick Chapter 3. I... I've loved every John Wick, and I feel this is the best one, me personally. Yeah. This was a fucking ride and a half. Again, Edge of My Seat almost was really excited throughout. Uh, Halle Berry was a great addition, and her fucking dogs were one of my favorite things yeah. of all time this year. What a unique fighting style, and if they, you will, to they incorporate. They so many balls, man. <laughs> so many dicks were chopped. So many fucking dicks. And John Wick shot so many people in the dick, too. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But it worked. It was so effective. And then you got the dude from Iron Chef, who is the, the master to head ninja. Who's Great. a lot of fun. In I this love movie. him in everything, man. He is having a goddamn ball. He's chewing up the scenery in this movie. And it's, it's fine. So good. It's fine. Yeah. Because Keanu Reeves doesn't everybody, chew scenery. Yeah. Uh, everybody around Keanu yeah. chews the scenery. That's what makes these movies work. They're great, man. It's yeah, I'm with you. This this is I don't know if I would say it's my 
favorite. It's definitely on the level of the first John Wick, though, for me. Yeah. But was God. this on your list of favorites for the year? Yeah, but it was. I don't know, somewhere in like number twelve. Sure. So it was down there. Where you just kind of skip down over there, it? but it's it's fantastic. It's it's um it's so good. Yeah. It's I I was waiting to say stuff about it when we popped up here, but really, there's not a lot to say. It's a nearly it's, perfect action movie. It uh, grips you, fucking clicks right along. It's, it's a franchise that can go for fucking ever. For, uh, yeah, forever, as long, yeah. as long as he lives. The, I think we're getting a fourth too, right? We are we getting have a fourth because it ends on a cliffhanger. I think it, really, it sets up a new thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're getting another one. So fucking a. Yeah, John Wick, man. I'm down. Absolutely, see it. Uh, the one thing though, this movie never manages to top making a person eat a book in the opening scene. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> Which is a hard bar to top, but and for me, like, dude up too. it was that scene, and then I was like, well, it wasn't a book in the mouth. Every time, like, <laughs> I saw somebody die. I don't know, it was really cool, him building the gun out of different guns to, like, that, that was, was really cool. fucking cool. That's also yeah. in, like, the first ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, and this movie did what no other movies do, which is when a bullet hits the water, it fucking curves. Yeah. And it loses its trajectory. It doesn't go straight down and shoot at action heroes that they're dot. No, it fucking curves. And that's how he, like, stays alive is he gets right under the curve Mm -hmm. right before it hits. And, oh, it's so brilliant. It's a good movie. This movie's so good. Some awesome horse scenes. Some dude gets kicked in the fucking face by a horse. Oh, my God. Not to... Yeah, yeah. And then there's a horse motorcycle chase, dude. With swords. Yeah. With fucking swords. It's a sword fight on motorcycles. It sounds so stupid, but it works so fucking well, man. I mean, it's a grindhouse movie done the best possible way. Super violent. With great Ooh. camera work, great stunt work, great action, and a serviceable story. Yeah. It's not the best. That's fine. But we're just getting there from it's point A to point B. It's not bad and there aren't plot holes. Yeah, it's and good it, enough to fucking get you in and go. We're, we're peppered with these fantastic yeah. action scenes, which is what the John Wick movies have always been about. That's what it is. So, man. And they're some of the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there we go. Mm-hmm. What's next for you, bud? All right. Uh, oh, shit. That was number... Oh, that was yours. Yeah. Did I talk about Joker last? You did talk about Joker last. All right. So then my number five, I got to find it. Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah. You did see. I didn't see this one. Yes. I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, Taika Waititi. Of course. Uh, just... Playing Adolf Hitler. Yeah. I, I'm sold. I'm going to see it. I yes. just haven't yet. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's it's so good. It's magnificent, honestly. Warm-hearted? It, yes. And also a tearjerker. And also, I don't know. It, it's... So it's it's a black comedy. God, there's so much I want to talk about, but I don't want to spoil things because this is a movie very much about World War II Nazis, yep. and it's a little boy who is infatuated with Hitler and Nazis. He's also a member of the the Hitler Youth. Yes, which was a and real he looks thing. Up, he wants to be a part of it. He idolizes them, and you find out kind of the reasons why as the movie goes on. Um, he has an imaginary friend played by Taika Waititi, who is Hitler. Uh, His mom is ScarJo? Yes, who gives a fantastic performance with what is not a lot here. And... But, like, really fucking sells it. Like it also stars our boy from Moon, right? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. And this is him. what I want to talk about. But I kind of don't. Okay. it's spoilery, but Sam Rockwell's fantastic. Of course. But also, like... A pretty high up Nazi official, and by the end of the movie, you really care about him. Awesome. <laughs> and his journey. And it's like, it's that kind of smart satire that tears everything down, and it kind of shows you like there are gray areas. It's not all 
horrible. Yes, there are horrible things, but like things can be redeemed. And and we sh- I don't know. Uh, to get much more into it, it really gets into like spoiler shit, but So all right, so a moving yeah, a moving movie, very funny. Um why it's not higher up on my list, I think is the uh, Hitler stuff does not always work. Okay. He goes Taika Waititi goes very very broad. Yeah. Um like at one point he cooks a unicorn head for dinner and is eating and and, and and there's some like weird sight gags that just feel like a little okay out of place with how serious this movie gets sure, at times sure um it, it doesn't blend as well as some of the other things like hunt for the wilder people i thought blended the uh, absurd humor and the tragic and the realism and all perfectly. that yeah. yeah and same with thor ragnarok i thought blended tragedy and humor very very well well this one uh, i think maybe there's a little bit too much taika in this one i think okay. maybe some of the imaginary hitler stuff Could is have been not as back. good as he thought it okay. was well, let's talk about taika a little bit since we can't really talk about this movie because i yes. do want to see it and you should see it and let's talk about something else that i'm sure you and i will both mention here briefly in a in a, in a few moments have you heard Taika Waititi's been offered a Star Wars. I did hear this. I finally give a shit about Star Wars again. I told you that was quick. I knew there'd be something. Of course, you get Taika Waititi on board. He's a fucking awesome director. I love what he does. He could get the magic and mysticism of the fucking series. You you want a hint of what that's like? Watch The Mandalorian. Episode 8 is directed by Taika Waititi. Is it? And the whole first 10 minutes are just two stormtroopers talking, played by Jason Sudeikis and Adam Pally. And it's great. Okay, I'm going to. Uh, I haven't given a shit about The Mandalorian yet because You'll I've been on a Star also Wars burnout. really like it. Too, and I told you I've been really weird about yeah. just series in general. Yeah. I-, I will watch it now. And I know you kind of want to do something on it. Do I? I thought you had. You I mean, I can. Me- yeah, you wanted me to see it. I you- think you should because so. I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay. And, and now yeah. knowing that he's had his fingers in Star Wars already, mm-hmm. absolutely, I will do it. Um because I, I do give a shit if he's going to do a Star Wars. I think he could bring fucking greatness to the franchise. I think he could do yeah. a lot of fun stuff. He'd do something completely off the wall and different, which is what that fucking series needs. That is exactly what it needs. So, mm-hmm. it's fucking A. Uh, all right, man. I'm going to bring this one up. And then we'll get into our shit, I think. Unless you have one more, too. Uh, One more, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got uh, one more before top three. I don't know where you're going to go with this one because I think it might be on your shit list. But a movie I really fucking liked was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's not on my shit list, but it's not on my favorites. Okay. It's it was a, a meh? It's a meh. It's a very disappointing meh for Really? Me. Just um, because I was also really disappointed by Hateful Eight. See, which I is loved, a movie I liked yeah. least. Le- I liked that one a lot less than I liked Once Upon a Time. Okay. But I was still really disappointed and let down by this one. I really liked Hateful Eight. Um, I'm I'm so weird. The one I don't like is Django. I love Django. I know, That's and a lot of people <laughs> love Django. I didn't. I I like Django. I think yeah. it's a great movie and it's a pretty good Tarantino. But it's just. But you didn't love it. It didn't you really click in, with yeah. me, and I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's how I felt about Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I didn't hate. I mean, there there are some choices that really spark me off, but mostly it was like, okay, yeah, this is. Pretty par for Tarantino. It was a very masturbatory Tarantino, uh, which yeah. I kind of expected going in. Maybe. I think maybe his most masturbatory. Absolutely. I would totally agree with you there. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, w- I was kind of on board with it and expected it. I don't know if you maybe didn't, and that kind of caught you off guard. 
Um, yeah. I think, so we, we talk about just uh, Joaquin Phoenix and his performance. Either way, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is fucking amazing in this movie. I'd give you that, He's too. doing so much. He carries a majority of this film. Brad Pitt is basically Brad Pitt. He's still yes. fun to watch. Yeah. But he's he's not doing anything that is unique or fantastic. But man, Leo is bringing a whole lot to this table as the 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 struggling working actor, uh the the actor that time has moved on past him and he'll still trying to to make a name and and get something out of this mm-hmm. and just taking what he can get and being okay with it. And all of these different emotions that he goes through that we get to see and experience yeah. with him that Brad Pitt really doesn't do. Brad Pitt's just Brad Pitt. He, he's cool. He's, he's, he's the dude of this yeah. movie. Nothing gets by him. Nothing bothers him. Uh, he does have a fantastic payoff at the end. Uh, some of the things that we've heard. I mean. Brad Pitt or Leo. Yeah, Brad Pitt. <laughs> I think Leo they both too. get a great yeah. payoff. <laughs> Leo too as well. I mean, he gets the goddamn flamethrower. Yes. <laughs> but uh we don't really see... Well, I mean, Brad Pitt does beat the shit out of Bruce Lee at one point. Th- that's one of the scenes I fucking hated. Sure, some people do. Oh. I, I didn't mind it. I, I, and, I got, and I got that we're building the mysticism of uh, yeah. Cliff. Yeah, we're going to show how great he is by yeah. him taking down. But just... I don't know how much of a loudmouth show-off Bruce Lee was. Felt mean-spirited. Ah! Again, and then the and then I mean this also leads into the Sharon Tate stuff at the end, which it is had, his own universe. It's, it is it's and, based and on uh, he had the Inglorious Bastards' approval to yeah. do it, but Sharon Tate's it sister was like, like such a weird for, fucking choice. I I totally get it. It yeah. is, but I I when he announced this movie and when it was coming out, I was like, oh, he's going to Inglorious Bastards this one. He's changing history, he just did. like he did. That's why I'm disappointed, too, because it's like, it's the it's the Tarantino can of tricks. Like, it's, okay, so he's rewriting history. He, he did that trick. Oh, that scene of tension. He's done that so many times with Brad Pitt, like, in the hippie commune. Man, see, I think that was the most intense and tension-filled one that I've ever seen from him, and it really made me want to see, like, a Tarantino... Full-fledged uh, horror flick. I really fucking liked what he did there. I thought it drug on a little bit much. And correct me if I'm wrong, there are a bunch of insert shots of Dakota Fanning's feet. Of course there are. It's Tarantino. Come uh, on. It's, yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't. It's a movie that I don't think was as tight as it could be. And it relied on, honestly, Tarantino's formula. That is, he's a bit too, yeah, to, to a degree. Now. Um, I was maybe blinded a bit because, again, I was blown away by Leo, as I always He's am. so I'll be honest. Yeah. Everything with Leo works for me. Yep. It, this is a movie. This is a movie of Cliff and what's Leo's character's name? Do you do you remember? I can't remember. All right. It's a it's a movie of Leo's character and Brad's character, yeah. and then how they interact and mm-hmm. intersect until like the climax at the end, where they intersect finally and whatever. And yeah. but like that's it's it's two really separate stories. And anytime we go off in the Brad Pitt stuff. I cared a lot, lot less. Yeah. I loved the Leo acting stuff. I loved the the, the him being the heel in the Western and yeah. then acting and against the girl and the girl coming in the trailer. I loved any time he's like shit talking himself by himself do, in do, his do, personal do, trailer. Do, 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 when he, yeah. Oh. Like that stuff's so good. Yeah. It's the Brad Pitt, like as likable as that character was. Exactly. I didn't care about and his story. It's because, story. again, it's. Brad Pitt's great when he's not Brad Pitt. That's sort of the big problem yeah. with like World War Z. But you take something like Burn yeah, After Reading, where right. he's this big goofy dumb guy, and like he's a fucking awesome. He's always great to watch because yeah. it's Brad Pitt. He does good work. 
But when he's playing against the Brad Pitt type, yeah, that's when he shines. And he again, he's just basically Brad Pitt as Cliff. Yeah, which again um, is still fun. Yeah, he gives such a fun performance, as you said. But Leo absolutely steals the show, eclipses him. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you catch the reference to Kill Bill? Which one? Uh, it's been a while. I don't so fully when, remember. At, towards the end of the movie, uh, Leo's character is making the margaritas and that dirty ass blender. And it's very similar to. Oh, the, no. Yeah, I didn't that, catch that. That's a very big homage to. Uh, God damn it. I said it. Hey. Hey. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> to. Uh, my, is it Michael Madsen? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> and Kill Bill, he's making those dirty margaritas in his trailer when he shoots her in the tits with the rock salt. Uh, it's literally the same blender, the same type of margarita and everything. I did not pick up on that yeah, at all. It, if you watch it again, which I think you should, you'll, you'll notice that part. <laughs> I, I just It's a great movie, man. I think it's fun. I think you maybe... I'm glad you really enjoyed it, and I will give it a shot. I've given every Tarantino movie another shot. I know, because you and I are both massive Tarantino fans. I still fans. hate, hatefully. That's fair. <laughs> Even after I still love a second it. viewing. I watched Django, and again, I I wasn't blown away by it, but I yeah. I still enjoyed it to a degree. But still, I will like, say, yeah. I definitely... Yeah, yeah there, are, there are at least parts to enjoy in Once Upon a Time. Yep. And, but whatever like differences I had, like it is so much more enjoyable than hatefully. <laughs> What uh? What you got next? And then we'll get All into right. some hate filled. Is number four the last Florence Pugh movie? Okay, on my list, uh, Midsummer. Wow, my top four have All three right. horror movies this year, and one might be considered a horror movie. So can we pin Midsummer? Yes, I'm so glad that's higher. For oh, you. buddy. Please let's pin this. Let's pin. All let's right. pin Midsummer. Okay. All right. I'm so excited. Uh, so let's get into some hate, man. All right. Or maybe not hate. Uh, my first one up is just, this is my only meh of the year. And I, I discussed it to you. You're not going to be surprised by this. Fucking Captain Marvel came out this year and nobody yeah. gave a shit. Well, yeah, I won't. I, I'll be the defender of the movie. Yeah, please briefly. do. Again, uh, I don't hate it. I know. It's it's definitely not high tier marvel um but i think what is there is still very very enjoyable i think it's got a unique way of telling that kind of origin story that i thought worked and i really kind of i love the twist with the scrolls because in the marvel books they are just out and out villains to have that be subverted and they're not and kind of tweak things i thought worked really really well and it sets and up then, a lot of cool things, and I like yeah. the, the guy that plays the main scroll. I was going to say, the turn when Ben Mendelsohn now gets to have fun and be cheesy and campy and make up And he's great. having a blast with it. I love it. Yeah. So I, I think there are fun things there. This movie also had a uh, but also deliberate... tone deaf when it comes to the no doubt just a girl yeah, fight scene. Yeah. And that's kind of unfortunate. But then they had like that really powerful moment where she's getting up uh, in the various different times. That was really like, cool. Standing I, up I told you that was like, one of my favorite movie moments of yeah. like at least the first half of the year until it got yeah. blown away by so many other things. But that point was yeah. like really fucking good. So I think there's good here. But I can understand not loving the whole because... Yeah. Honestly, a lot of the dialogue feels very uh, kind of by the numbers. Sure. Uh, it, it doesn't sing in a way like James Gunn makes his dialogue yeah. sing in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, per se. And this movie about, could have had a little uh, bit more of that. Did you catch the obvious Tarantino homage in this movie? Okay, you did catch the, this one. The cup? Yeah, the cup from Big Kahuna Burger. Uh-huh. Yeah, that he casually from in the same way Sam Jackson does in Pulp Fiction. 
That was a nice little touch. It's I like that. I, I also I I did like a lot of the '90s jokes. I, I they worked for me. The the waiting for the loading screen or going in and searching Alta Vista on like the computer. And she's like, "What's happening?" And he's like, "It's loading." That was Where are fun. your most sophisticated comms? And then they point to Radio Shack. Yeah, I, there's some good stuff. And and Earth is constantly referred to as that shithole. I love it. I, there's there's some good stuff there, but yeah. Not top tier Marvel, but again, if that's like the worst they're doing, meh, still pretty good. I'm okay, okay with it. Fair enough. What about you? What, what's on your mail list? How many you got? I got four. Um, I got. I can. I can meet you with four. Okay. Uh, Rambo, Last Blood, and you're this, the first person I've heard that didn't like this. This is where that political fucking messaging oh, comes okay. in. Okay. Because this I didn't movie see this. is John Rambo versus the cartel. Yeah. Because fuck them. <laughs> Fuck John Rambo or fuck the cartel? Because fuck the cartel. Okay. They're bad people. Hey, hey, did you guys know that the cartel's really bad? What? Um, well, John Rambo didn't until they raped his girl. His girl? John Rambo's girl? His oh, adopted you fucked girl up now. who is not his girl. Oh, wait. So invited- when you say his girl like his daughter? Not like his girl like his main thing? I don't... I don't remember the John Rambo. I actually did see number four. So, no. They just completely John Connard CG'd a thing in at the beginning of this movie <laughs> where they just completely rewrite the Rambo history. And apparently, none of the other ones happen except for, like, maybe First Blood. And he is now living with... Um, a Hispanic lady okay. who is his housekeeper, but he maybe saved her. But she's doing work around the house for him. And she has a daughter... Who lives with them, and it's like his adopted daughter. Okay. But like him and the housekeeping wife are not anything. It's real weird. But anyway, the cartel gets a hold of her, rapes and drugs her, she dies, and John Rambo destroys the cartel. The end of the movie. Hooray. Um, but with a lot of border politics, heavy handedly. I rolled my in. eyes just now. This um. is an 80 minute movie that felt like two hours. I yeah. fucking hated this movie. Uh, okay. I'm going to jump in here now because I know the next two on my list are the next two on your list. And we're just going to blast through them real quick. Ooh, all right. Shit, yeah, they are. Number one, Three from Hell. Yep. New Rob Zombie movie. Yep. Fucking skip it. Sucked. I've never enjoyed a Rob Zombie movie less. I'll be honest with you. This was really fucking bad. I think outside of Rambo, I have not enjoyed a movie less in theaters this year. This was really bad, man. This is my, this is bottom tied with Rambo. This, this is, is not my bottom. Like There's the one least. that's just slightly below it. I would rather watch this again than the other Ooh. movie that's also on our list. See, I would not. I hated this movie. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Fucking yeah. hated that movie. So yeah. much, man. And that's coming from a guy that liked the first one a lot. I, and I'm a pretty, I consider I myself a Godzilla the first fan. One. I liked it. Yeah. I wouldn't say I loved it. I had issues, but I enjoyed it. This one is not so fun. bad, it's a, dude. It's a slog for a fucking really? monster movie. Yeah. Where there are a lot of monsters fucking fighting, too, in this and movie. And it's boring. It is the most boring. It's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> to say. But a movie with fucking 40-foot-tall monsters fighting in cities is boring as fuck. Yeah, I'd, I think maybe it's a little bit too tried and true and, like, uh, uh, reverent of the originals in that you have that same old 50s-style fighting, which is big, laborious arms punching at somebody. So yeah. you don't have any clever or unique choreography with these monsters. It's just big, slow hits, or they breathe fire. Yeah. Fun. 
It was really cool in the first one when he's fighting the two bugs because, like, they were fast moving and Godzilla had to adapt to that. Like, yeah. just nothing really has that effect here. Just, wow. No. Ugh. It no. makes me not excited for Godzilla versus King Kong now, which was weird because I was super hype after that King Kong movie. The King Kong movie was a lot of fun. Yeah. I just, it knew what it was. <laughs> hopefully we get back to that because, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be real disappointed if not. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, both those sucked. Yeah. Uh, I think I we might have a different for number one. What you got? Uh, for the least of the year? Yeah. Actually, I think Ram- I did this backwards, so Rambo would be the worst oh, of okay. the year. Okay, well, what else do you have? Uh, then Three from Hell, then Godzilla. Uh, the least bad, but still bad, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. We yeah. have an episode about it if you want to hear it. Go yeah. listen to that, people. That's fine. Uh, my other one that I don't even want to talk about either. We're just going to glance through it. I didn't expect it to be as bad as it was. Uh, I really found myself... Bored out of my fucking mind. Ooh. Uh, that's Detective Pikachu. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I went, I saw this in theaters. I didn't expect a fucking fantasticness. I kind of went in. It seemed little... entertaining enough. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. How could there not be, like, a joke or two that works? It's fucking awful, dude. Yeah? It was really bad. I don't ever want to watch any of these movies ever again. Isn't this another one of Will Smith's kids, too? I don't think so. No. 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 I don't think so. I mean, it's not. It's clearly not Jaden, but he I only think has, this might be another Smith. No, he only has. He only has two. Well, he has three Jayden kids. And Willow, and, and then, then what's the third one? Another one from a, a previous marriage, but he's like way older, and this kid is like younger. It's not this kid. It's, it's not him. Kid. I'm almost positive. for some reason I really thought I read it was a Smith, but meh. I also don't care enough about Detective Pikachu sure, to do any more enough. research into that. So. uh... Yeah, that's a bummer. Buddy, we're ready for top three. Yeah. Give me some mouth trumpet. Perfectly encapsulated. Well done. Paid true tribute to the top three movies of the year from you and me. It's totally worth it. Uh, <laughs> what you got number three, Haas? All right. Uh, 1917. Wow. Okay. That's my number three of the year. I really wanted to go see this over the last two days, and I just didn't get a chance. I had some other things come up. I wanted to. I am going to see it. Um, I was already interested because I loved World War One movies. Yeah. Um, and it's Sam Mendes. It's Sam Mendes, and I know the whole movie is typically, it's a one-er, air quotes. I, technically, it's a it's a it's two oneers because okay. there is a very very hard cut in the the, the, the black scene yes, fade yeah, to black yeah. yeah I know I know all about it I've looked up a lot about this movie so I'm very good. excited about it I would tie in uh, I think it came out this year I would also recommend people say uh, they shall not grow old. Uh, which was the documentary about World War One? Oh, the rec- the colored one and remastered with mm-hmm. uh, Peter Jackson yeah. handled it all and Weta uh, did yeah. all the special effects and and restoration. Uh, I only don't mention. I, I'm weird about documentaries because I mean, they are movies, but it it's not a movie. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely think, and I was waiting for you to mention 1917 to bring this one up too. Gotcha. This movie should absolutely be seen. It's fucking. It's wrenching. It's crazy. It's a documentary. So well done. So I would put it on par with 1917, having not seen it myself. But you haven't seen They Shall Not Grow Old, so you can't, you don't know if I'm lying or not. I know, this is the... So you see, you see They Shall Not Grow Old, I'll see 1917 and we'll reconvene. Sure. Deal? Okay. Okay. 
I think you might have the better uh, deal in this one. Maybe. Uh, I was not looking forward to that one, to be honest. The, they shall the not documentary. Yeah, yeah. It's I. It's one I get. I don't want to see it because it's it's. At least with a movie version, I can distance myself. Sure. I don't want to be in that world. It kind of fucking this, bumps me out. This brings you into this greatly. world like no way before, yeah. man. It's crazy what they do. It's yeah. fucking crazy. So I get it. I get it. All right. Well, 1917 does that with its, with its uh, one takes. Yeah. Uh, like, it really... For This is essentially a gimmick on the same level as A Quiet Place I talked about earlier, but it really works here in a way that A Quiet Place did, too. Um, it really draws you in, and it, it makes you feel just like... Really, it also depressed in a way. It's like, this is literally only hours of these people's lives in a war that lasts forever. Yeah. I'll... Or for a really long time. Like, this is... I think it was like eight years. It was the war... To... Maybe not that long. Maybe it was four. It was... I'm it not was so versed on World yeah. War One. Yeah. The I I mean, I know brief stuff about the trench warfare, but, like, that's d- displayed here, and it's yep. horrific. Yeah. Um. And, goddamn, this is just a technical masterpiece. Uh, the story's fine the characters are really good um they do some really really clever things but this is a movie you see for the technical prowess it is the set design is immaculate the costumes are immaculate this movie also featured like several surprise characters pops up pops. i know one of them um there are a few and every time like it fucking worked on me it's like oh it's that guy oh oh he's here oh Sam has got I mean, him i know the general at the end Okay, he's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Some of the other ones are smaller. and it, You might call him Shercock. You could call him Shercock. Yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's the big one. That's the big one. The other ones are smaller, but okay. you may know from other things. Maybe one wasn't Shercock. Um, but I, it, it's really, really well done. Masterfully uh, shot yep. by Roger Deakins, uh, who is... Frequent uh, cinematographer to Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Uh, man, have you heard the shit about Dune? No. Oh, man. It's Honestly, it's a movie I'm not... I am intentionally going black I, on because I, I want to be surprised. But I, I just like, stumbled yes. upon a thing and like the people that have seen Dune are like, you guys, I've never seen anything like this. Do you think we're going to get something similar, similar to Hodorowski's Dune? Uh, I don't know if we'll get that fucking like whacked that fucking out crazy? because... He's whacked out in general. I think Denis Villeneuve is going to do a lot of fucking good stuff, though. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, He did something with Blade Runner, a franchise I don't care about, and made it something I cared about. That was my number one movie last year, I think, wasn't it? Well, whatever year it came out. (laughs) One of those. (laughs) Time's weird, guys. Time is weird. It flows so fucking odd. No, I think that was last year. Anyways. So 1917, yeah. fucking highly recommend. And if you're a film nerd, you're really going to appreciate okay. this. Speaking of film nerd, buddy. Yes. My top three. Uh, I mean, I don't think it should pr- surprise anyone. These are all A24 films. Whoa. Three, whoa. two, and one. So number three. I'm going to go ahead and come out of here. Three with, of my top four are. Yeah. Uh, goddamn Uncut Gems. Okay. I really liked Uncut Gems when we saw it, man. Yes. Uh, holy crap. I I thought I would like it. And as has been well established, my favorite movie of all time is Adam Sandler in a serious role. Mm-hmm. I want him to do more of these, man. He's so good in this. 
I love he Addison. makes you care about a shit bag of a character. Totally fucking irredeemable <laughs> piece of shit that I wouldn't fucking like if I met him in real life. Man, I wanted the best things for this guy in this movie. Yes, yeah. This, oh man, this movie was like the Joker. Yeah. And <laughs> that you know nothing is going to come good out no. of all of these turns this character is making. And you know it's headed. And this movie fucking teases you with shit right before. It's it's so well done. Mm. Mm. Uh, I knew we were in for gold with the weird, weird John opening. Carpenter score. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the opening where you see like a a, a mine somewhere in Africa, and but, they bring out some guy with a wound in his leg. The camera goes into the wound, which then transforms into like the molecules and things, and, and then the universe. It, and then it shifts out of Adam Sandler's colon yep. from a colonoscopy. Yep. I knew, I knew right away. I was like, this is, this is fucking artistic weird shit. Yep. And I love it. And the movie didn't disappoint. No, nope, not at all, man. It was a great, like I told you, I'd never been more, uh, intense and on it. And like just worked yeah. up at a movie at all this year. This movie had me so fucking nervous. And like, I was almost like wanted to bite yeah. my nails. Like, huh, huh. It just, it's a relentless, relentless assault. And, yeah, you just know things aren't going to go well, and then they don't, and they keep getting worse. And God damn it! And Adam yeah. Sandler shines through all of it. Adam fucking Sandler, mm-hmm. the guy who brought us fucking Dunkachino with Al Pacino. Yeah. What? Yeah. What is this fucking split, man? Yeah. I don't know, but that's my number three, baby. It's good. It's great. I I'm glad. I am so glad it's up on your list. That's I knew it was, and that's why it was in my bottom because it's like ah, there are other movies I enjoyed more. And Kyle's gonna talk about this. I know. So what's your number two, baby? Number two, I ward ward with the top two. Like I had to go back and forth constantly over what was gonna be, and the way it shook out is that my number two is us. Wow. Yes, uh, it was going to be my number one often, and it still could be next week when I fucking change my mind, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking, Ryan? Um, I've heard this one isn't as good as Get Out. I haven't seen Us either. Oh, I want to. Kyle. I know. The people who said that are stupid people. Okay, Are fair stupid enough. people who don't I, like things spelled thing. out for them. I don't like them anyways. Yeah. I respect your opinion much more anyways. I thought Get Out I want to see was us. really, really good, really, really smart. Kind of a little on the nose with like a kind of real big logic leap at the end. And it was more of a comedy slash thriller than a horror movie. I know Us is a horror. It's fucking horror. And Which they is great. do great symbolism in this movie there are shots oh my god this movie has fucking shots one of my favorite shots in a movie this year is a very very easy shot but the movie kind of plays with shadows because us is like the shadow people the shadow versions of themselves essentially so there's a shot long before the bad people start to show but like where they're getting closer to happening uh, there's like an aerial view on the beach where the shadows are casting long, long behind the actors. And it's just like those subtle things like that, that reference. And they do really interesting things with scissors in this movie. Okay. And then it has this batshit insane twist that it fucking kind of earns. And then you're like, what? No. What? Oh, what? Okay. Oh, that's okay. Well, I guess they did pay that off. Okay. That. Yeah, that makes sense. And you start to think about it, and you're like, yeah, it works. It's, I don't know. It's really, really good. 
not to spoil anything, but one of the 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 homages this movie pays huge tribute to is Chud. What? And one of the opening, I think the opening shot, the a young girl's watching something on a TV, and like right below the TV, they have a few VHSs laid out, and, and one, one of them is Chud. Chud. All right, and so you kind of know exactly right. what you're in for. I'm telling you right now, I'm watching Us this week. I think. I think you will enjoy this more than Get Out. I think you specifically okay. will I'm enjoy this more than weekend. Get Out. I'm watching it this weekend. I'll tell you and I'll text you. I hope you enjoy Unless it. we get together to stream but again this weekend or A24. Something. Again. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was A24. It's A24. Would have got me in, in the seats harder. Um, speaking of A24, buddy. Yeah. My number Which two. Which one is it? It's The Lighthouse. Yeah, okay. All right. It is The Lighthouse. Yep. Really? Man... I don't think, outside of my number one, I thought about a movie more after I saw it than The Lighthouse. Oh, really? I, man, I kept thinking about it, and I, just all the things that would happen, and like, it's so stylized. I think it it's, it's more stylized than, the, than my number one, and I think that makes it stick out more, just because it is on that pretentious level. Like, it, it is doing things deliberately. Like, it, it's shot in this weird fucking cinematic frame for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so the full frame aspect ratio. Yeah. Very yeah. tight. Yes. Boxed in. Like four by three by two or something. It's four by three. Four yeah. by three. Which, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say my... Again, we have a whole episode on this one. If you want to hear me talk about The Lighthouse and how much I fucking loved it, yeah. go listen to that. I think it's like episode 182 or something. Yes. And um, this is when we talked about best performances of the year. This has two of them. Yeah. And both of the actors well, in this and, movie. And this is like Moon, where it's like carried by Sam Rockwell. This movie is literally mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson. Yes. And they both fucking crush it. And on completely different levels. Has the best monologue I've ever heard in film, I think. This, uh, yes. <laughs> this fucking monologue. Wait, uh, which one? Because there are many. There's one being given. Hark! I, I enjoyed that one. I love that but one. But there's also the one where dirt is literally yeah. being flung Throw- on his face, and, and he's, he's still giving yeah, it. It's, oh, man, you... If you like film at all, and you somehow haven't seen The Lighthouse, watch The Lighthouse it's as so soon as possible. Good. Robert Eggers has cemented himself as well as, like... Whatever he makes, yep. I am now watching. In I mean, I was on board. I dragged you to see the Vich. Oh, we talked so about good. it so much. Anyways, yeah. I fucking love this guy. Yeah, uh, this is very close for me, uh, but it was not my number one. Ryan, I respect the hell of that choice. What was your number one? All right. So the movie that ultimately won is Parasite. Really? Okay. It is Parasite. It sucks because I want to talk about it. Yes, but I I can't because I haven't seen it. I also well. I want to watch Parasite. You're going to enjoy it, but you have to keep your expectations down. Because what this movie is, is an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Okay. It is small in scope. It is fucking tight. Everything that is in this movie is for a reason. And when it's done, you might feel, oh, okay. That was a good story. And you think on it, and you keep thinking, and how all the pieces are perfectly connected. And everything is... Again, I just—it's an Alfred Hitchcock masterpiece of horror thriller, and it's more thriller than horror. But it does something really smart. It talks about like the class system, and um, which is also—it's a way big thing over in South Korea. Yes, so it makes complete sense yeah. because I know it's, it's a much t- worse Korean than it is movie. here. But it yeah. also—it kind of fits themes here too. Mm-hmm. But it does it in a way that 
it's clearly the focus, but it's not heavy handed at all. And it's like really smart because there are no true villains in this movie. Things go down and people die horribly and fucked up. Okay. But so there's a body count. There's I didn't a, know if there was going to be a, one. There's, this is a movie where it's on a huge body count, but it's significant when the bodies happen. And nobody's the villain. Things go wrong and you kind of understand it from all sides. And it's it's great. It lets you paint the picture. But it's just, it's edited perfectly at no point. There's just no fat to trim. This movie just is effective thrill ride and the only reason people will not see it or might like hold back it's because of the subtitles yeah which is a shame because outside of that i think this is a perfect movie that could be recommended to anybody okay i think i again i want to see it it's perfect i plan to see it before this episode the big thing that kept me off is that i have to buy it still it's not a rentable flick yet yeah as soon as it goes rental i'm there we're gonna talk about it we'll do a full episode deal yeah, I, okay. I think you'll enjoy it. Much like us, I, I think this is just a perfect little horror thriller movie filled with symbolism. I tell you what, and I'm going to watch... will pick up on that stuff. I'm going to watch Us this weekend. Okay. I really want you to watch The Beach Bum this weekend. I'm down with that. Yeah, I'll it's, do that. It's on Hulu for free. Yeah, absolutely. Believe it was Hulu free. Yeah. I'll do that. Fuck, yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll I want I want to hear you after you watch Beach Bum. All right. Um. That said, buddy... My number this one. Is the number one. You, you know it now. I, I think I've given all of this away. Midsummer. midsummer. Holy fuck so is it excited. ever Midsummer, man. Midsummer affected me on a yes. level like not even The Lighthouse did. Like this movie got inside me mm-hmm. and really fucked. And it kept fucking with me afterwards. Yeah, this is one that grew on you, I know. Yeah. Because you walk down and you're like, I don't know what I thought of that. I've got to think on Yeah. That. And, and the, rightfully so, because this is a fucking heavy movie oh so heavy <laughs> it's it's a and again it's weird both of our tops are horror thrillers almost i um, honestly if you count 1917 as a horror thriller which it kind of fucking is my top five are this movie is a hardcore horror thriller what i love is that it takes us out of our comfort zone of america mm-hmm. and puts us in i believe sweden which is already it's it's naturalized enough that people speak English, so we're familiar, but mm-hmm. it's foreign enough that they have their own language and their own customs, and they're very uh, secluded, and it just gives you this isolation feeling. That yeah. I think it does even better than The Lighthouse, which the whole purpose of the reason and the way The Lighthouse is shot yeah. is to give you this secluded feeling. This movie does it even better. It does and it doesn't, because it's also not secluded for Danny. Danny, this is... This is you look at how this movie is shot before she goes to Sweden and she is secluded. It's that yeah. drive thing of like there are conversations where she's in the mirror of the room. Yeah. She's not presented with the, same the people. Frame. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, she is very secluded. And then the, like go to the fucking end of this movie where it's her and like all the women in the village crying and sharing her communal grief. Yeah. And it's not isolated for her, but for everybody else it is. <sighs> This movie's such a head trip, man. It is the best, most accurate portrayal of hallucinogens I've ever seen in a film. Easily. Yeah. Absolutely nailed them. Like, it didn't over uh, over portray them as so many movies want to do. Yeah. It, it got the subtlety of them. And once they start, they, they are persistent throughout the movie. They really don't start yeah. stop because they're constantly on and hallucinogens. That, that's another part that kind of puts you on edge throughout yeah. the whole thing. Um, I was showing you things that... 
were pointed out to me well after we saw this movie. Yeah, we're I like never noticed. I never noticed either. The face in the trees. But man, like going back and watching it again, and you see that, and she shows up like there's just all of those things are peppered throughout, and they're yeah. just these little beautiful tasting flavors that this movie gets better upon every watching it does uh have you seen the director's cut i haven't uh there's apparently a director's cut that played in theaters for two weekends that is apparently three and a half hours long i'm gonna watch it which this movie's already i think two two, and a half two and a half right it's it's long it's up there but it didn't feel that long to me like they're definitely it is a slow burn at times but there's not a lot of fat to trim no. like everything kind of needs to happen that happens in the and movie. it's all it, again like it's weird because usually a movie with this growing sense of dread gets mm. a little exhausting and this movie is paced so well yeah. that it, it you just huh, what the fuck is gonna happen you feel so uneasy and you know something is off and just something isn't right and things continue to not be right but yet you're constantly drawn in and ready to see where the fuck we're going with it. And yeah. man, Midsummer, beautiful movie. It, it is. Yeah. The best looking one of all three, too. You've got the gritty realism of New York. And uh, when I say all three, my top three. Oh, okay. All the was, A24s. <laughs> you've got this gritty realism and uncut gems of New York. Okay. You've got the harshness and isolation in the lighthouse. And then you've got mm. just this beautiful Swedish countryside. Yeah. And all the horrors that happen on this backdrop are just, ah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I don't know if there's much more to talk about, but this this movie also stuck with me, too. Like, more than just the horror, I think, like, this movie is super insightful on relationships. Yep. And and portrays a relationship we've never fucking seen on screen, or what? we don't see and often. And it's the most realistic one it I've ever really seen. It really is. Yeah. It is... Good Lord. Uh, I mean, it's literally the first 20 minutes of the movie, so it's not spoiling much, but it is a guy wanting to leave a relationship, but then a tragedy happens that kind of forces his hand, and now they're stuck in this stillborn relationship yeah. that neither can kind of divorce because she needs somebody to lean on because she the tragedy. She's totally alone. And, and he doesn't want to be the dick. Yes. And it's this... It's so relatable. Yeah. It is, and it, it kind of... It fucking made me like pre-think some things like some of his behaviors and how he treated like i was like oh that kind of hits close to home and that kind of <laughs> makes me feel a little shitty okay yeah. Ooh. uh i don't think i've ever been near no. his level no i don't think but so but like i can see kind of little things and it's just it's refreshing and then you get to the horror stuff and ari aster ari aster i love this guy which is weird because say what you will about hereditary. I love hereditary there too. There are scenes of pure horror and, and grief, shock, yeah. and grief in that movie. And he, and he does it again and elevates it. Yeah, I think it comes to comes together better. Yeah. The, I think the character arc of Danny is brilliant. It's mm-hmm. so fucking good. And then even Jack's fucking arc, the reverse arc, yeah. if you will, and his temptations and falling into that. I love things that aren't explained. I love that at like one of the final dinners, Jack 
they all have like their lemonades and waters and his is just slightly red and, and they don't ever really talk about it they never it. focus on it it's just there but it's, but it's the if you pay, blood if you paid attention earlier, earlier yeah if you paid attention you understand why as an audience member but he doesn't and no he's so fucking, and they don't call attention to it nope. they don't talk about it it's just it's never like focused in on or zoomed in on it's just there the details if you're paying attention yep this, and much like the oh, the this, sister's face in the fucking leaves like i yes, didn't notice that yeah. but it's there mm-hmm. ah yeah. Oh, God damn it. This movie's good. See Midsummer, everybody. This movie is a perfect movie. I don't know. It's, I don't know. A lot of my tops, it's like, I don't know if I can recommend it because of subtitles. I don't know if I can recommend it because the head gets bashed. <laughs> like, there's just so many things. But Midsummer is a fucking great, perfect movie. Yep. And uh, Ari Aster, as we've said, as with like four other directors... On the watch list immediately. Always yes. was, anyways. Yeah. Oh, with Meet the Johnsons, he was there for me. Uh, Way with, before he ever made a feature-length movie. With Hereditary <laughs> for me, like, I fucking loved it. And I was I want to see anything this yeah. guy does. And Midsummer just, like, really cemented that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Buddy, that's our 2019 movies list. Really great year for movies yeah. overall. I like this mo- <laughs> this year better than the last two. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's And, and I come away... With, like, recommendations, too. I have movies from you that I still need to watch that I'm excited about now. Yeah. Uh, previous years, like, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, whatever. I don't know if I could, whatever, fine, yeah. This year, it's... I lit, I named 18 fucking movies that are my favorites that I couldn't choose between. And there are so more that might be on there. Yeah. This is such a good year of movies. I agree. That's all I got to say, man. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up. Goddamn, both these episodes Oof. have gone long. Is this, yeah. what is this, two hours? Close to two hours. This is longer than the games episode. I know. Well, there's also that pee break that I haven't edited out yet. Uh, so we're down to an hour 45. Maybe. We'll see. It's about about equal. But uh, I'm going to shut up, guys. I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. And happy 2019 movies, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, if you had any favorites, let us know. Yeah, like please do. That. And uh, we'll see you in 2020. This is now? It is now. It's current year, everybody. (laughs) Bye.